0: This episode of In the Word on the Go is brought to you by the Christian Standard Bible. The CSB strives to be both accurate and readable, with the goal of more people reading the Bible every day. I like it because whether you've grown up around the Bible or not, you can use it for deep study or for daily reading. To learn more, visit csbible.com. This is In the Word on the Go. Kevin is the executive director of the Baptist Convention of Maryland and Delaware. He's also been a pastor and taught church history at the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary in Louisville, Kentucky. He also recently has contributed to a book entitled Removing the Stain of Racism from the Southern Baptist Convention, which is edited by Jarvis Williams and Kevin Jones. Dr. Smith, it's great to have you on the podcast.
1: It is good to be here, brother. Thank you for the invitation.
0: We're really glad you're here. So what verse would you like to share with us today?
1: Exodus chapter 20, verse 5. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me.
0: So, Kevin, if you were to put this verse in your own words, how would you say it?
1: I would say, I am God who has delivered you And your utmost loyalty shall be to no thing or no one except me. And if you do follow idols, there are consequences to that.
0: Why did you pick this verse? It's in Exodus. It's in the Old Testament. It's right in the middle of Exodus. Why did you pick this particular verse as your verse for today?
1: I picked this verse because I think in many of the ways that we grow and reach out to our children and so-called Christian circles, we miss some of the character of God in what we call the Ten Commandments or the Jews call the Ten Words. And if you just have the kind of phrases and clauses, understanding of the Ten Commandments, you miss this essential character element of God Um, because many people say, yeah, have no other gods, but they miss that character element of the fact that God says, I am a jealous God.
0: So I want to read this verse again, but before we do that, what do we need to know? Any kind of background or setting or context that would be helpful as we approach this verse again?
1: Yes. The helpful context is this is God introducing himself to Israel after he has delivered them from Egypt. So this is like uh, symbolically God marrying Israel on Mount Sinai, giving covenant expectations, And so his character is revealed here. The only thing that comes before this is him saying, I am the Lord your God who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. And then he goes right into this. And this is part of the first command. It's just this part of the extended part. So again, if you studied studied the Ten Commandments and phrases, you never really pay attention to this as a child in Sunday school class.
0: So this is Exodus chapter 20, verse 5. I'm reading from the Christian Standard Bible. God's Word says... Do not bow and worship to them, and do not serve them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing the children for the father's iniquity to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me. So if you were to explain this verse to a group of fifth graders, there's some challenging things here in this passage. How would you teach it to them phrase by phrase?
1: Phrase by phrase, I would highlight the exclusive character of God. And so for little children... Every object that they think about, every person that they think about, I want to set God above that. So they clearly understand kind of in a Romans one sense, all these things of the creation were created by the creator. So make sure you see him as higher than that, more important than that, more central than that. And then regarding their immediate relationships, prayerfully, if they have Christian parents, I want to make sure... I set the exclusive lordship of God even above them and their parents and their family. So at a cha- with an elementary child, just setting God in an exclusive category by himself.
0: God takes our worship of him seriously. I believe it was a Puritan from years ago who said that the Lord threatens terrible things if we will not be happy in him. Mm-hmm. And this verse seems to definitely do that. So... If you were to take this verse and flip it upside down and kind of give us the inverse, kind of like a, a version of screw tape letters, what would this verse say if it were upside down?
1: If this verse were upside down, it would encourage you to worship the idols of your surrounding culture and do it in a way where you appear to worship the true and the living God. In America, I would say our surrounding idols are power, sex, and money, and ethnocentrism. Hmm. And it would encourage you to worship those things. but dress it up like you're worshiping the true and the living God.
0: Wow. That's profound and sobering. So how has this verse affected you on a heart level personally?
1: It's always been a check in my life. And so the same way you have a check, once you stand across the aisle in a church from your wife and say, I mean, if you said it on the um, old Anglican vows, cleaving unto you and forsaking all others. (laughs) Uh, It sets you in that same mindset regarding regeneration and regarding Mm -hmm. being born again. And I'm a committed follower of Jesus Christ and the Trinitarian God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. Mm -hmm. It sets, it has it puts those same type of relational parameters in place. And so any type of thought process loyalty or service that would seem unfaithful to God, a red flag should appear. Anything that I'm ascribing to someone or something else that should be ascribed to God, a red flag should appear.
0: So if a family is listening to this podcast and when they're done, they want to have some discussion questions together, what question would you give them to discuss?
1: Well, let me tell you the question I I used to ask in the churches I've served whether they were black or white, medium size or large, I would sit with families and say, who runs your household? Hmm. And I'd ask a, um, a parent, a mother, who's running your house? You or what Oprah says. And so just there's all types of people and systems that want to push in to the life of people, period, and even to the life of believers, where believers constantly have to ask themselves, am I submitting ultimately to the lordship of Christ in my life?
0: Well, that's a great question.
1: Uh, those are questions that you, uh, you know, whoever's listening, I want to stress that those are questions you ask in relationship, uh, whether it's a small group or a discipleship setting. Um, those are the kind of probing questions you can just ask to someone that you don't have a, uh, a relationship with.
0: Yeah, that's right. Those kind of questions make us think about how we are relating to the Lord every day.
1: Yes, and it's not a quick thing. I mean, I, I like that one particular question was probably like, three to four months of uh, once a week at Waffle House with three guys. I mean, so it's 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 not necessarily, let's talk about this for five minutes. Uh, one of the reformers said that the human mind is an idol-making machine or factory. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we constantly have to guard ourselves. I mean, think about this. God says we're in Exodus 20, uh, and at the end of the New Testament, 1 John will say in his letter, the last word there is, hey, remember now, keep yourself from idols. I mean, this is the constant nag of the believer idols.
0: Yeah, that question is one to consider for a lifetime. Yes. So, brother, would you pray this verse for our listeners today as we close?
1: Father, we are thankful for the grace that you give us in Christ Jesus, your Son, and we pray that as followers of Christ, uh, we would be loyal to Him. We would deny ourselves, take up our cross daily and follow Him, and we ask, we ask for your power for the spirit to undergird us in that and we pray lord that when we're tempted by the idols of this culture um, we would cling to the love we have for christ because of the wonderful work on the cross we ask this in jesus name amen
0: amen thank you kevin
1: thank you brother good to be with you.
0: thanks for listening to in the word on the go This episode is brought to you by the Christian Standard Bible. For more information about this podcast or to listen to past episodes, visit wordonthego.net.